podcast and today I'm quite really excited because I've I'm having a get special guest on today Joanne Corley Swazkoff. Now Joanne and I have been connecting through different platforms for the couple at least a couple of years and it feels though we know each other extremely well and yet it's the first time we've actually officially met today um, so but I'm really excited because we talk the same language and that's why that's why she's a guest on the show because we actually we are, we're on the same wavelength, so to speak. And just a little bit about Joanne. She is a founder of Manage Global, which is a business growth executive leadership development consultancy. She's also a passionate, inspiring business speaker and author. And I can detest for that by the volume of, of information she puts out in social media. She has shared that passion with thousands throughout North America on a variety of themes, related to leadership, management, human resources, talent management through the lens of human behaviour science. And that's where we connect. We're both on the human behaviour science page. She has spoken in every major capital city and state in the US, a unique distinction. And I'm just getting tired listening to the fact that you've spoken in every capital city or every major one. That's an effort. She's an author of several books and has a and has been named to several top lists on, on a top HR management global influencer. She is also a LinkedIn learning course author and has been quoted or featured in major news outlets and radio shows across the country, across the US and industry publications such as the Harvard Business Review, NBC News, the Daily Telegraph, UK and to name a few. And today, even more importantly, she's on the, Soul Inspired Leadership podcast show as a guest. That's right. And that so ranks really high, Ross. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. now you're, you're, you're starting to reach a pinnacle in your career by coming on this. Exactly Forget hard, HBR. Forget all those. This is NBC. <laughs> you're, on the, you're on the big ones today. That's so right. anyway, welcome, Joanne. Thank you. It's just really an honor to be with you. Thank you. And we're, we're, um, what we want to talk about today and... Um, Joanne and I are of probably similar uh, historical background, so to speak, in our, on our journeys. And we've seen a few generations uh, in that time. And so all we're going to talk about today is the leadership and, and what are the timeless attributes of a good leader. And Joanne, she was mentioned to me, she was right, reading a book on Peter Drucker. So I'll hand it over to you just to give us a bit of a context of that, Joanne? Sure. Well, um, um, a couple of years ago, uh, several of my clients gave the book, the executive executive to their executive staff for either a Christmas gift or, you know, they have like leadership yep. monthly reads. And so it came on my radar for the first time there. And so it, it made me really curious because I've been a, a fan of Peter, Peter Drucker's for quite a while, but haven't really done any, uh, done any deep dives into yep. any of his work. Yep. 
So um, I thought, you know what, somewhere along the line, I'm going to read and blog through this uh, as I'm working on updating some of my own um, executive leadership offerings. Yeah. Uh, and particularly since uh, starting Manage Global, which is really a digi the digital arm of my, um, of my business, I want to okay. do something yep. that could be more virtual uh, to complement my LinkedIn courses, since, since that's a global platform as well. Yep. Yep. And uh, so I thought, well, this would, my, this would be a good book to do it because my clients are already reading it. And I was really just, I mean, and part of, so part of this too, and it made me curious is, that book was originally published in 1967. 1967. I won't even tell you how old I was then. No, I was alive. I, <laughs> I was born. I was alive too. I was born then. I was definitely born then. That's very yeah, That's it. Yeah. And I wanted to see in my work of 22 plus years in leadership and management, what aligned with Peter's findings from that book. And I was just amazed at the similarities from his era uh, uh, of management consulting in yeah. my era of management consulting and what similarities we had. And so, you know, as we were talking before we started recording about, about what the theme should be, you know, something related to timeless leadership principles or truths. That's right. I think it's very useful because as you and I know, uh, there's so much noise in what I call it noise in the leadership development marketplace. Yeah, yeah. There's like five million, five billion dollars spent on leadership development. It's like some breathtaking number, right? It's and huge. yet you yeah. still have bad managers. You still have leaders struggling. You still have leadership development that's not an embedded part of a business plan. You know, all those things are very curious. Yeah, and yet it's yeah. supposed to be the hottest thing. It's the most written about. There's like a bazillion uh links when you search on amazon so yeah. you know what gives so is it the shiny new object we knew some need something fresh and new or does peter drucker's principles from 1967 still relate to today and i'm making some fascinating discoveries in this journey okay so given that what what, what would be the standout so far that when you think about what the millions of bits of information in which I'm probably, we're probably part of out in the global space, leadership space, to what, to what, what you're reading, what, what, what are the key ones? Yeah, well, um, fundamentally, uh, and this is actually eye-opening, well, not surprising, but also eye-opening, that at the, heart of a at the heart of being a good leader, a great leader, is having the behavior that gets the outcome. So he makes actually, Ross, a very profound yeah, premise. Yeah. His premise is the most important leadership quality is the ability, the capability to be effective. And that precedes anything else. In fact, his premise is if you learn to be effective, that can make up for other leadership quality deficiencies. Yeah, That's it, profound yeah, to me. Yeah. Yeah, if that's yeah. true, think about all the money we spend on qualities other than than being effective. Yes. In the yeah. spirit of improving someone's leadership. Yeah. Right? See, being effective is focusing on the outcome. Exactly. Rather than all the, all the little bits along the journey. It's the outcome. So if you focus on the outcome, you'll do what's necessary to create that outcome. So I right. can understand that, right? Yeah. Right, exactly. And so... Yeah. Uh, another um, book, um, Rebel Results-Based Leadership, 
And in, so now, so you know, as we're talking, you know, this sounds so logical, right? Hey, hey. Like the whole point of being a leader is to get results, period. That's right. And yet, you know, and yet if you're not full, <laughs> I know this is like sounds so logical. Like, and yet we often talk and see clients that it's, yeah, okay. Yeah. And if you look at, you know, even if you see our Twitter feed, which I really have high respect for any of our leadership compadres and HR compadres on Twitter. Yeah. I really appreciate our community. And I also have to say, we have to differentiate what's a nice thing to have versus what's a needed thing. So the other, you know, um, sort of core premise is, is that the, the, it, the thing about results, when you look at human behavior, a behavior yeah. always creates a result. I mean, we always get results. They just yeah. may not be the ones we want or the best result or the intended result yes, or the most intended result. Or the most That's profitable. Right. Yep. So part of his premise and what I'm working on with clients is let's differentiate what is the most important result and then how oh, do you get that? Right. That's right. Let's and, focus on the critical few. Yeah, the critical few. That's exactly that's right. right. If, if you get the most important result, the rest seem to fall into place anyway because right. quite often there are consequences of that important result. But we all too often, it's like a scattergun. You're trying to do too many things and it spreads your energy thin. So right. I agree with you. It's all about the most important. What's the most important thing you need to do today to get your, the result? Right. And so, you know, basically he, and you know, he talks about some fundamentals of time management and although he wouldn't put it in those terms, it's really strategic action. He calls them disciplines. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, if you are, for example, if you are not aware of time, you like when you become more time aware, um, you realize how much time you don't have. Yep, yep. So what you, you know, when you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. That's, that's it. Yep. Yeah. So when I, Understand. so when I'm working with clients, we use something called a bullseye and, and literally a simple bullseye that you throw darts at. <laughs> and I say, okay, now if you want to, what is your yellow? What is the bullseye? It'd be nice. You know, when you're doing activity, you may meet the yellow, you might meet the blue or the red yep. circle but you're not going to hit the yellow and you only have so much time to hit the yellow. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what decisions are you making so that you stay hitting yellow and don't compromise and be satisfied? But I hit the, I hit the dartboard. I hit it. Yeah, that's right. I got the, I'm I got the hit. Yeah. I got the red. I got the blue. I got the white, you know, again, you're like, yay. But you know, as Jim Collins says, uh, good is the enemy of great. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, so, you know, the thing about behaviors getting results and we have so many shiny objects in leadership like AI and, you know, cognitive computing and data analytics and so many things that are important related to, you know, the new way we work or how we lead. But if we don't have the behaviors in place to get the outcomes, you know, Drucker's premises, any new knowledge without the ability to translate it into meaningful results how valuable is it really? Yeah, that's just, might as well delete it and move on till you find something that is, does help. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really, I mean, so it's, it's fundamental, it's practical and it is timeless because we have to focus, you know, it's always, you know, someone says, keep the main thing, the main thing. Yep. Yes. Yeah. And in doing so you can show and demonstrate great value 
as an executive leader, as any kind of leader, because his premise is any knowledge worker is an executive. That's yeah. his other premise. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're trying to add value and translate what you know into something that's meaningful for the organization. So, um, but I think that we have been, well, I call it trance, you know, because one, one of the things we talked about was why is it um, that we, we're repeating the same leadership, um, repeating the same mistakes through generations, right? Yes. And I think because we focus on the wrong things, you know, we are too busy on the shiny new object instead of what are the behaviors? Because you know what? It's tough yeah. to change behaviors when your organization is controlling your behavior. That's why we need coaches. That's right. That's right. It's easy to talk about a shiny new way of doing things. <laughs> but the, at the end of the day, until you actually change the behavior, nothing will change. Right. And it's the hard thing to do because a lot of people, well, a lot of people aren't disciplined enough to make that change. Right. And it, it, as, you, as you and I both know, it, in human behavior, ingrained, embedded habits in terms of how we think and how yeah. we act, you know, those are neural pathways. Mm. They're done automatically. And so, the, and, and so any new change, there's inertia, meaning yeah. you have to have greater force to overcome the force that's trying to hold you to be the same kind of person. That's right. So, and then you have the organizational forces that are forcing you to behave the same way you need to every day just to meet the needs of the organization. It's the environment. And then um, that's what I talk about a lot of leaders is you need to create the the right environment from consequences of people's behavior to shape the behavior, right? And to move forward and to validate the behavior, the required behavior or desired behavior. But you've got to create the environment to actually encourage people to continue with that behavior. They do it once, they need to do it every day, not just once and right. you've got to keep that consequential be, um, behavior, uh, consequential outcome on the behavior always at, at the forefront. Right. And then, you know, on, you know, on that stead too, is a lot of leaders may, some leaders don't realize that unless you have meaningful consequences, behavior will continue. That's right, yeah. It's gotta be. Yeah, what well, might be meaningful to you may not be meaningful. Yeah, that's right. That's the next thing is what does that what do they actually, what is meaningful meaningful for that person? Right. Not what you think is meaningful for them. You need to find out what's meaningful. Um, it's so true. Otherwise, and that that's quite often a, an error people make. They make assumptions. Yeah. Uh, so and if, the intent is good, but the outcome not so much. Yeah. Right. So, you know, so, you know, for the limited amount of time that leaders have to even pay attention to something outside of trying to get stuff done every day, you know, my goal now is to, is to capture their attention to say, hey, you know, if you had to focus on one thing to either invest your money in for uh, development and or just to pay more attention to, it is what does it mean to be effective for you and for your organization? That's right. And to spend your focus, spend your equity and your asset time, money, attention, energy, spend those assets, those human resources, yeah. spend those assets on converting what you currently know and have into, uh, into being effective. Once you do that, anything you add to that is going to be a value. And then, Ross, the other thing that I thought was fascinating and is lost in all of this is Drucker's other, other premises is that effective uh, executive leadership means you're also training and developing other effective leaders. He calls it organizational uh, leading, not from organizational top, but leading organizationally throughout. Okay, yeah. 
So what happened? What's happened is HR has come in. Now HR kind of uh, assumes the responsibility of organizational development, organizational leadership and management. And yeah. then those at the top don't feel that, that that's their responsibility anymore. Yeah, that's yeah. not his premise. Yeah, yeah. So it's a, that's a pretty challenging thought. It is. It is. It, it, like, it's a challenging thought today and it's a challenging thought then, um, but it's the same thought. Right. And then how do you do that? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I was pleasantly surprised because I'm working, you know, I've created with clients this blueprint. It's called the Smart Management Blueprint. So it's nine high impact areas that um, executives can use to, it's like a, 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 I call it KPI, Key People Indicator Dashboard. And, um, And then they also use it to develop their managers and everybody in the organization uses the same framework to execute management. Yeah, well, yeah. that tool is, and that was what I was really excited about. This tool I developed several years ago with clients is a great match for executives who want to learn how to lead throughout the organization, not just lead from the t- lead at yeah, the top. Lead from the top. Yeah. yeah. That's right. So it's repeatable. It's onboard. You can align leaders with it. You can be have cohesive leadership teams that you can then uh, mimic throughout the organization and model throughout the organization. So mm-hmm. there's roadmap. This blueprint is a great tool to, to yeah. um, realize that premise. Yeah, yeah, and that's, it's, there again, as you said, as we said before, it's, it seems obvious, um, but then it just, it doesn't happen that often. Right, right, and he as he says that effective yeah. leaders are very rare. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's right, yeah. It, <laughs> effective leaders are very rare, well that's, um, and, and that's the challenge that uh, industry faces, really, is the, is the leadership challenge. Hence, right. if the leaders are ineffective, then employees aren't engaged and the, and the list goes on and the, and the ramifications go on. That's why we have low engagement figures. Right. And, and, and sometimes people try to treat the symptom about engagement. But engagement, they've got to treat the source. In other words... What's actually, what's the core? What's, what's actually causing this? Not let's just put a Band-Aid on the engagement and, and take everyone out and everyone will be happy, but what's actually causing their disengagement or their, or their lack of energy at work? It's leadership. Right, right. It can't be. It's, it's the only thing it can be because yeah. if, if it's something else, leadership would have dealt with it. <laughs> right. In fact, it's yeah. still there. It's leadership. Yeah. So, you know, so when I ask a client, a potential client a question that says, okay, what's your situation? And the question is, well, why hasn't it changed up until now? It's because they really have a hard time admitting they just don't know how to change it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? and uh, and, it comes back to what do we need to, what's the behavior? What's, what, what do we term effective? You know, let's work towards it. Right. Exactly. Anyway, yeah. So anyway, look, that's, it's been a good conversation. Looks like our time is get, get, getting on now, Joanne. Um, but it's been great to have you on at last. Thank We've you. We've talked about this for a while. And um, I've been a bit slack myself. Not, not, not as many podcasts the last few months. Just been uh, very busy doing working with clients and travelling. Makes it, makes it a bit hard. But anyway, it's been great to have you on today. And I'm sure we might do that again at some point later in the year. Continue that would be the conversation. Really By then you've Absolutely. finished the book. So. Yeah. <laughs> you might have some other little gems we can talk yeah. about, right? <laughs> you bet, Ross. <laughs> so who knows? But I'm sure we'll have a great conversation. And um, so, look, thanks for coming on. 
Thank you much for having appreciate me. Appreciate it. And to yeah, and to everyone out there, thanks for listening and listen for the next Soul Inspired Leaderships podcast. Leadership podcast. Thank you.